Hello, and welcome to CDO Magazine interview series. My name is Karen Rhodes, and I'm with Hewlett Packard Enterprise. I have the pleasure of talking with Todd James, the Chief Data and Technology Officer at 8451. We've talked a little bit about the, about the processes, but uh, really it's people, process, and technology, right? It's in that order for a reason. Being able to see what is going to foster the evolution of the business processes uh, to adapt to these new data models. How are you you looking at that? How are you seeing, here's my process that I've been running, here's a new data model that's coming out, um, and how are you empowering your people to utilize AI systems you know, for the betterment of humanity? Yeah, and I, this is a great question because I think there's a, a lot of ways we can take it. Uh, you know, I'll take it in two. I'll kind of talk from a, a process and then I'll talk a little bit about uh, your point on betterment of humanity because I, I like that point. I, and I and I do believe we have a, uh, a very compelling story uh, around how AI is being used uh, in that way. But, you know, what I would start with is as we look at growing um, and, and getting data accepted into the business, I, I think the most important thing is it's not something you push. You need, you need a degree of pull. So from a business perspective, I'd say, you know, there is discussions, there is engagement. Uh, I'm very fortunate that uh, as we go over, you know, being within an analytics company, Leadership team that I sit with within 8451 is engaged. We're in analytics and a data business. When I go over to Kroger and you're looking at a, a you know Fortune 17 uh, 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 grocery store, uh, a grocery company, you know I, I'm also very fortunate there in that the leadership team that I have the opportunity to work with over there is also very interested, very engaged in how data and analytics can be used to help better inform decisions, better inform actions, and they're engaged. So you know, there's a, there is a good opportunity and we're taking it to make sure that, you know, spending time with them to educate them on the cases, to showcase examples of where analytics is having an impact. Um, you know, I think more broadly than that, the closer we get to the business, you know, I always say the magic occurs when you get to a point where your data scientist understands the business and the business person starts to understand the data science. And, and I had a real good example of this recently, and we're doing some incredibly innovative work in the e-commerce space about how we, we optimize routes for doing e-commerce picking, you know, putting the goods into the order so that they can get out quickly and we were, you know, able to even better satisfy customers. And I asked a question, it was about data and the person uh, in the integrated team that we had, and we'll talk about that in a little while, um, was, was, was answering a question I had about data. And then I asked a business question and one of the data scientists answered it. And when you get that kind of melding and there's a, a lack of division and more of a cohesiveness and an integration across the business, the technology, the data science, is where you really start to see the innovative ideas. And it was interesting because in the same discussion, I started asking about what was next. And you could tell that the what's next was better informed than it would have been had it been just business or just technology. So I'm excited about those models. Those are the ones where I go home and feel very good that you know we're making the right progress. I think the other thing around process and, 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 and really getting buy-in for, for the data models we're using data and analytics right now to, to, to really do three things. One, we want to drive relevance into the customer experience. We want to make sure that 
when a customer is 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 coming to Kroger that we are making, uh, you know, we're providing them with the offers that are relevant to them. We are shortening the amount of time that it takes them to be able to complete their transaction. You know, I'll, I'll give you an example through our personalization sciences. You know, through our science for Start My Cart, it reduces the time to build an e-commerce basket by about 4.43 times, and that number continues to go up. Um, provides people with offers that are relevant, the things they want to buy, the offers uh, that give them discounts in the right areas. And I think as we we look at that, um, you know, the example that always comes to my mind, you know, having, you know, I'm a parent, uh, you know, I always think of the mother that is uh, coming back from work on her way to pick up her children from soccer practice. And she has a limited amount of time between when she gets to the soccer field and when the kids are ready to get in the car and she's going to start catching up on their day and what happened at school to be able to make sure that, you know, she can fill that order for dinner that night and to be able to get the right goods in there. And that's something where we can really have an impact on people to make their, their lives easier. And that's, you know, that's something that when I look at how our scientists come in and they get excited, they're here to make people's lives easier. And I think the same thing with, you know, if, if one thing we do is is look at more relevant customer experiences, the second thing is we want to simplify the ex, the associate experience. We want to make the job for a Kroger associate more more much easier. We want to remove friction from that. So, where we can provide recommendations to them on what's your next best action for for to be able to to have the biggest impact, we're putting them in the place that they can be most effective. We're doing it in an efficient way. And we're allowing those associates to focus on the kind of things they get excited about, which is serving Kroger customers and feeding the human spirit. So, you know, that, that that's another area where we get really excited. And, and the final area is always we want to continue to enhance decision making. Um, you know, I think in any area within business, within society, the better decisions we make, that's clearly a net ad for society. So. If you were to ask someone from 8451 what they did, uh, the most common answer I get is we we make people's lives easier. We use data and science to make people's lives easier. And I I, I think that's a, a, a noble mission that we have, and it aligns to our business purpose as well. Yes, and you make my life a lot easier because I'm literally that mom that you're explaining. Um, it's, it's a juggle, right, to be a parent yep. and... Try to figure out the 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 sentence that I hate the worst. The question I hate the worst is, uh, and hate is a hard word, but uh, is what's for dinner, and <laughs> that's just it, it happens every day. If, if if there's anything I can do to make that job easier and just be able to get it my order in, and spend that quality time with my family, that's what's done good for me. Right? Is is that I very quick checkout? being able to put everything in the basket and just know that it's there and I don't have to worry about, okay, it's going to be another 10 minutes of running through the shop. I can, I can trust that that part of my day is going to be solid. And sometimes that's the win. That's it. <laughs> I, I love to hear that. You put it so well. I, I mean, at, at the end of the day, we come together as families, we come together as friends, we come together as colleagues across the table from each other. So anything that we can do to make getting to that point easier, to make it more enriching, to make it more relevant, 
is is something that our teams here at 8451 and across Kroger get really excited about. And I think you're doing a fantastic job at that. So <laughs> on that, um, you guys have done some amazing collaboration in your business. Um, I love what you're doing uh, across the board, collaborating with your business and your technology teams. Uh, you've got a lot of subject matter experts and collaboration models. So what model do you think is the most successful for those that are that are trying to get their foot into the door or they're having a problem getting those teams to collaborate? You, you explained the business and the data scientists working together and the what's next was such a bigger picture now that they both understood each other's worlds. What do you th see as the best way to build those collaborative models for those teams? Yeah, it's interesting. I There are a lot of models out there. Um, for those that know me and are close to me know that uh, I certainly have a bias in one area. I am a firm believer that uh, walls uh, between organizations, between functions uh, uh, add to time and degrade the product. Um, I believe that for technology to have an impact and science to have an impact, it needs to be intimate with the business and the problem that it's trying to solve. Um, I fundab fundamentally believe that uh, collectively we develop better ideas, and better solutions than we do individually. And that's as people, but that's also as, as functions, as knowledge, as uh, uh, pockets of knowledge. So, you know, where, where we are getting some of our best collaboration is really where we are building, uh, and there's two elements, one's intimacy and the other's scale, because uh, I do think we need to operate at enterprise scale. We're graduating from a time where just having artificial intelligence and advanced analytics to answer that question or to provide that solution, it's really not sufficient today's day. We need enterprise scale artificial intelligence. And the good news is I think that the collaboration model has that. So where, where, where I'm seeing the biggest lift is when we're building, and you hear different things that can be called squads and the Spotify agile model, they can be called pods, they can be called, I think someone's calling them synergy teams. It depends on who you're listening to. But the general idea is align a group of people from different functions against an area of the business or a capability that can be used across business and get them intimate with the problem and give them the skills and capabilities needed to deliver solutions that can scale. So what that's looking like for us are basically cross-functional pods that include uh, data scientists from 8451, data scientists and engineers from uh, Kroger Technology and Digital, as well as from, or engineers from Kroger Technology and D Digital, as well as from 8451, uh, product manager to oversee the effort, um, business representation on the team to be able to guide it. Um, but getting that cross-functional group so that you are able to understand the problem, understand the data, not just what it is from a technical, but how it's used and some of the limitations of, of how it's being used and also some of the, the, the areas in which it can be expanded. And that comes from the business generally. And then the ability to build science that can scale, plug in through an API, and potentially even the interface on the other side if you're not able to plug into an existing system. But I want to be able to serve up science 
that is accessible across multiple needs. And, and you can see that what's happening with the, uh, the center of excellence around uh, forecasting that I talked about earlier. Um, we are building out those capabilities, especially in our operations and supply chain spaces. Um, and the beauty of that too, is your prioritization gets closer to the business as well. The accountability is shared by default because the teams are cross-functional across your major constituent teams. Uh, to some extent, you, you, you're also seeing a very good cross-pollination that over time will lead to different career pathing decisions, right? So if you're a data scientist and you need to get something out, the requirement at that part is some level of data engineering and you have those capabilities, you lean in. If you're a data engineer and you have some background in analytics, you can lean into some of the data science and you start to see opportunities for career mobility there as well. So I think it's good for, good for the business good for the teams involved and good for the associates engaged from a career path and perspective. So that's, that's my model. Yeah. That is beautiful. I I love the, the way that you guys really do take uh, the multiple business units and bring them together. Um, You know, going all the way out to your associates and seeing who's touching the customers, who is doing the finances, who's doing supply chain, who's, it takes that subject matter expertise about, what the business is actually doing to understand what the data is. Um, it's it's interesting too. One of the things that we've been doing, and I, I did it up front. Now the teams are doing it more organically. But as we're we're in transition, right? As we're shifting to this model more and more, um, I always feel good when I hear that I have engineers and data scientists out working in the store. Um, and experiencing. And we, we have some, you know, in the retail operations space, supply chain and the merchandising space across all of our business units, we have some incredible partners that uh, open the door to get us close to what's actually happening to give us that context. Um, I think one, it sends a good message of teamwork and collaboration. Two, it gives real world experience to understand you know, how the work is actually happening and how your brilliant idea as a technology person may not fit into that area. Um, it also, for me, was encouragement because I realized that uh, for the work that they had me try out in the store, I was an absolute disaster and someone had to do it behind me to redo it. So if this technology stuff doesn't work out for me, I have zero fallback in the store. So it's, it's incentive <laughs> to make sure that uh, we're landing our technology commitments. Um, but kidding aside, I, I, I think getting that exposure down to the level of what works being done. And then on the flip side, for our business partners who come in with great backgrounds, giving them exposure, helping them understand what science is, what it isn't from a, from a data perspective, and um, you know, giving them a similar experience and look at how the work is done is very beneficial. And it's fun. It is. It is a lot of fun. But definitely having the technologists walk the floor, walk the distribution center, understand what they're they're dealing with, that connects them to the data, getting the people who are using that data to have that feedback is, is that sanity check that we have to have in, in our data science practices. Without that, we're, uh, we're just a one-way communication and that is not communication, that is dictation. So I really appreciate the time that you've taken uh, to spend with us. This has been hugely valuable. Hopefully those in the retail space that are looking to advocate for building these teams will gain some knowledge from you. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, There is a ton of interviews that are on the cdomagazine.tech website. 
please go there for all of the other interviews. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, Karen, and thanks, CDO Magazine. Thank you so much, Todd.